Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Okay, yeah, let's get on with the show indeed. And this week, Denise and I are very pleased to welcome fellow hypnotherapist, Jackie Thompson. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi, Denise. So what is the weather like in North Wales? We've been having some strange weather here. Mm, Yeah, um, today glorious. Yesterday, a bit thundery. You know, who knows? We live between Um, the mountains, the sea and and everything else. So sounds beautiful. And and you have a therapy room, which you're, you're recording this from, which I love. I <laughs> do you do. do you also see clients online? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. What percentage do you think are online, and what percentage are locals? I'm assuming local-ish. There, not yeah, they, um, probably twenty percent online. Maybe mm-hmm. I run groups online. But tell us about your journey to becoming a hypnotist. How long have you got? <laughs> well, we've got as long as you like. The episode's about 30 minutes. So you know, no, no more than 20, please. <laughs> no, you're all right. Um, I, I like talking, but, you know, let's be realistic here. Um, my journey. Okay. I had a very, very corporate business for a long time, which was my own business. I set it up when my children were born so I could be at home for them. and 26 years later they'd all left home and I was still doing this very corporate job and I'd never really liked it so I thought time for me you know uh, getting older don't want to be stuck in a job that I don't like what am I going to do and a life change gave me the perfect opportunity to set up a new new life, new business. And I started off in a lot of um, spiritual, holistic work, mm-hmm. but there was something missing. And I hadn't got the, I, uh, I could work with people, but it was very difficult for them to make a change in any constructive way. That's what we all do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, I so thought, how did you find it, though? How did you realize that that was the piece that was missing? Did you just, like me, I just sort of fell over a, a, an intro course? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw, um, I, I started getting interested and, and thought, mm, wonder if I could do it. You know, not getting any younger, hadn't been in college for 40 odd years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a big gap between, you know, leaving college and and starting study again and I thought Mm. can I do this and I came across the course that I ended up taking they had um an intro day Mm. uh, which I booked to go on and life said uh no actually you're not going on that (laughs) so I didn't make it to the intro day and I thought you know what I'm just gonna do it 
I just so that was the why don't you come and join our school and you just said I'll skip that bit and just go straight to the yeah. first day of class all right yeah. um best thing I ever did loved it loved the training um I felt like I'd found that missing link you know I'd been a life coach for years and but it was that just getting over that Mm-hmm. changing the yeah. removing the blocks yeah mm. and for me it was the the second week of the intro course that I was taking that was a free course I suddenly went did a 180 I'm like this is what I should have been doing all along okay. yeah mm. not that I shouldn't have been doing medicine but I should have had that with yeah. my medicine <laughs> absolutely I mean, we've commented on it Jackie so many times and especially with so many of our guests on here it's a second or third career for so many people. And of course, yeah. our mutual friend says frequently in her presentations, you know, nobody leaves school saying I'm going to be a hypnotherapist. It's something we sort of stumble across later in life. Um, makes you wonder, though, nowadays with the increased popularity, if they're going to start putting it into college courses. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise it might. me. Yeah, it might. It, and and I know um, schools, uh, careers fairs are quite mm. interested in in having um, holistic therapies available. Mm. So you, when you say schools, you mean schools or you mean colleges? Um, here it's generally schools who their sixth form That's before they decide meant, yeah. where they're going. You know whether they're so going to remember the conversation we had before. Two languages going on, even though we appear to be yeah. speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> It is a bit different over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. We tend to use the term school for any form of education, colloquially. So you're, so you're talking about a careers fair aimed at 16 to 18 year olds then, Jackie? Yeah, generally. Yeah. 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 Actually, do, do the CNHC appear at such places? Um, I believe, well, I, I can't speak for, for around here because I haven't seen any, but mm. certainly in, in London, they were starting to to appear at all of these yeah because they're coming far schools. more prominent of course the CNHC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's interesting and and you know i've talked to some young people and they're, they're quite interested in in what i'm doing mm. and really there's no reason why they can't do it they can do hypnotherapy at university now of course they can actually get a hypnotherapy degree which universities because i knew there was one but it but it was disbanded um what's his name gary gary has a master's in hypnosis but that you know they don't have funding at university level is a big issue so they have to have enough students studying the subject to be able to have yeah somebody. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that is of course the answer to these oh it's woo woo stuff no it's a real science thing it's just yeah got some interesting edges to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that interesting edges <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, we were having a big discussion a couple of weeks ago in one of our other podcasts, of, uh, of course, with the advent of such imagery now available and what the brain does whilst people are in hypnosis, of course. A, a lot of yeah. um, what people supposed to be pseudoscience can now be disproven. We can see the definite changes taking place when somebody mm -hmm. is in a state of hypnosis. And it's very different to when they are thinking ordinarily, if they're sat yes. at the computer typing away or doing some math. Because <laughs> <laughs> Denise always says math. 
Uh, or do we sort of matter something? The brain is working very differently. Different areas yeah. of the brain are working when we are um, within the hypnotic state. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us more about your practice then. Where, where are you? You're in North Wales, aren't you? Near Clandidno. I'm in North Wales, near Clandidno, yeah. So tell us about uh, the people you serve, the kind of people you help and what kind of um, help you give them. Okay. Having said, when I first qualified, I will never work with weight loss. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me in smoking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the universe has ways, doesn't it? Yeah. I work mainly, um, not wholly, but mainly with women who are probably 40 to 45 plus, who are finding themselves um, maybe going through menopause. Empty nest syndrome is a big thing. Kids gone off to university, you know, um, suddenly find themselves with a partner that they've been married to for, or, or not married to for, for some while, but they've forgotten how to be part of a couple mm -hmm. because they've been mum for so long. Um, the children leaving home has left a big hole in their lives. They've forgotten how to love themselves, mm -hmm. how to do things. Um, and and some may never have known. Uh, true, yeah, that's very true. But they, they've forgotten about nurturing their themselves and, and getting what they need from their lives because it's been so children-focused. And then menopause comes along, you know, and, and they're feeling not quite like necessarily a whole woman anymore and and all of these things. So it they are the majority of clients will be um emptiness menopause weight loss anxiety and are these people who are looking holistically at their life for counts because you do life coaching as well right i do so, life coaching as well yeah so are these people looking do what do i do with myself now as i'm looking at the next probably 40 or 50 years of life now what? Or are these people a specific problem that they want addressed? They come with what they think is a specific problem. Like, I can't lose weight. Mm -hmm. Well, we know I can't lose weight isn't the problem. It's a symptom of the right. problem. Um, and, and once we start having conversations, then they realize that it's more than, than what they've come with. Um, they mm -hmm. don't come in saying you know fix my life it's generally they come in because they're having problems with something yeah absolutely mm -hmm. when it when it comes to food the you know and um, weight management issues it's rarely about food it's, yeah it's really about the food it's the it's the issues behind it that you need to mm -hmm. deal with to stop people yeah. wanting the food or i mean to quote denise nicking her expression we eat our emotions uh, it's not my expression but yes indeed <laughs> It, uh, we we do eat our yeah. emotions and a lot of us don't even realize we're doing it um, well most of us don't <laughs> most of us don't yeah uh but you know they'll come in you know i'm i'm really anxious i'm a very anxious person and uh you know and because i'm anxious i'm putting on weight and i'm you know what comes first the cart or the horse yeah you know and until we have that conversation so um, they'll, you know, I might be talking to somebody somewhere. I, I was out for lunch today with a, a few people and um, 
you know, somebody was saying, I don't know how you can stand up in front of a network and, and talk to people. You know, oh, I can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then we talk about what it's all about. And, and you know, it's as simple as she doesn't really know what she needs to say, doesn't know what she mm-hmm. wants to say. Mm. But, oh, it makes me so anxious and, you know, my heart's going. And and I said, but that's normal. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. not a little bit nervous, then you're going to fluff it anyway. One one of the times I get the most frustrated is when I'm with big groups of doctors and we're talking about people and they take beta blockers before they have to do a radio show or to give a talk. I'm like, oh, just look at what I do for a living. Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if hypnosis was taught in medical school, we could get rid of that problem. (laughs) But we'd be out of a job, wouldn't we? Let's be honest. No, no, this the general public isn't at medical school. It's only that's true. No, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Hadn't thought of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you personally enjoy public speaking then, Jackie? Do you like getting up in front of a room full of people? I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. And, And and to see the aha moments on somebody's face. You know, I love mm-hmm. doing events like that. And, you know, we Did had you... a conversation about, about this today. And, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, I get nervous. I said, but actually, I grew up around the theatre. So when I get on that stage, I am a character. I am yep. the hypnotherapist or whatever I'm performing that day. <laughs> Um, I'm she's not, not to imply she's pretending to be a hypnotherapist. She really is one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in, in which capacity you're up there? Yeah, you could be up there as a life coach, of course, couldn't you? Yeah, um, yeah. but I don't. Now, it's not little old Jackie who you know actually wouldn't yeah. say boo to a goose in real life, mm. right? But but uh, what venues do you tend to do? Your, do you do corporate events? So you're speaking to really large groups, or is it small groups that you can make eye contact with everybody there? I prefer smaller groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe 30, 40 people in a room is comfortable. Mm. Um, would I do corporate events? Yeah, of course I would, absolutely. <clears throat> I, if um, anybody with the corporation is listening, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can talk to you. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I've, I've got one next week, actually. I, I, I recently did a corporate event where the manager decided at the last minute he was only going to let half his team attend because he didn't want the whole office to um be taken up you know with, with my session with the well-being session and the minute i'd finished he got in touch with me saying oh can you come back and do the other half of the staff please they're all kicking off because they missed out <laughs> yeah yeah that that was <laughs> that was an oversight wasn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah so i've got to go back there next week and present the same workshop to the other half of the staff yeah yeah but you know get get 10 or a dozen people in a, a more intimate setting and and talking to them you know that's that's good too it's good mm-hmm. for them and mm. i enjoy it yeah yeah you, you mentioned something earlier you said about that aha moment yeah I, I call it the light bulb moment it is good when you're presenting to anyone i mean you get it denise clients one-to-one as well when you're discussing discussing their issue with them when you let them know you understand and then you yeah. say something they relate to you see that light bulb moment and that's for me that's when I always know yeah I can help this person they know I can help them yes and and that is a a beautiful moment Mm. Uh, it's great when 
<laughs> and this is going to sound bad, but I've been through a lot in my life. And if I can say to somebody, actually, I do understand how that feels because I've been through that. And they say, yeah. have you? You know, well, you can't see that. Well, no, because I don't go around wearing it on my on my sleeve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, you've dealt with it. You moved on and you're better yeah. for it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you're just demonstrating your mental resilience, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, they can see there's something on the other end. I mean, I'm a great believer. Every, I was trained in solution focused hypnotherapy. So it's always about concentrating on the desired result, the end game, what the client wants. Um, yeah. You know, and they can come with any number of issues, but we never revisit them. In, in the kind of therapy I do. We never go back to the original issue. We we get all the attention focused on where they want to be. Um, yeah. Which I always think, uh, well, it, you know, we all practice different ways, but that, uh, for me, I get the most satisfaction from that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I get the results as well, which is great, of course, because what the clients yeah. want at the end of the day. Um, oh, I'm, I'm definitely very much focused on the solution. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also open to listening because, um, and I'm not saying you're not Martin, but for me, <laughs> people come in and I'll let them pour their hearts out mm. once. Right. Just once. That, that was, that's his, he, he'll listen to them the first time too. Yeah. That, then he's going to redirect them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, all, all you, I, mean, I don't mean to suggest anybody who's listening that, that, we're implying that you're wallowing. But if your mind is constantly hearing the negative stuff that's been going on, it's just going to deepen that track yeah. in your brain. And we need and to get you somewhere else. Yeah, anything you focus And I'm not a solution-focused person. <laughs> no, but anything you focus on, I do like amplify. solutions. Yeah, yeah. And anything you focus on, you will amplify. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can remember in my early days of training um, with my tutor when they were saying, you know, don't allow clients to, to focus on the problems, to keep going over them. And I said, how rude, you know, yeah. in my previous profession as a jeweler, when people come to you, jewelry, there are fewer things in life more emotive than jewelry. It's usually for a reason, birth, christening, weddings, engagements, and of course, morning jewelry and what have you. And when clients used to come in and you were going on that journey with them, making a piece of jewelry, designing it, they would offload the problems to you for, for some reason. I don't know why people sort of viewed me as a therapist. Maybe it was a clue to the foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, and I used to, you know, do my best to empathize with clients and listen and show them I was listening, etc. So when I was first training to be a therapist, I used to think how rude not to allow the clients to offload the same thing and then it was explained to me why and it was like yeah light bulb moment got it mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah 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 it's good to listen to them though as well that's oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. people need to know that you're on their wavelength yeah if, if, you know that that's how we yeah. develop empathy with the clients that they need to know we get their situation and we understand them um, yeah. then we need to use our skills to get them to where they where they've said they want to be yeah, and it's interesting because quite often when they're telling the story, you hear what they're not saying as well as what mm. they are saying. And that's the, I think that's the the key thing, isn't it, is to hear what they're not saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we pick up on everything, don't we? We, you know, we, we see the body language, we see the movements, we, we you know, e even online you can still see it all. Um, yeah. We, we do pick up on so much more than just what is said. We do. Yeah. <laughs>
Just making me think there, Denise, because you're smiling. I'm just thinking, how does it vary with you now picking up on what people say as you treat adults compared to what you did face-to-face with children? Oh, but that's so long ago that I worked exclusively with children. Um, I don't know. The energy from, I mean, children, children, not adolescent children. Mm. (laughs) they just they don't tell fibs. They don't cover stuff up. They'll tell you what's going on, unless yeah. they've been, you know, once you've built rapport with them, obviously, because people clam up anyway. Mm. Um, I actually was asked this morning by a fellow doctor if I saw children. I haven't seen kids as a hypnotist because I just haven't been asked to. Mm. So um, maybe I'll start getting references, referrals for that. That will be interesting. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's different. I think adults are just grown-up children. You know, they, they also say people tend to treat children as if they're little adults, which they are not. No. But all adults have got that child bit still kicking around. Mm. So it's actually very useful to go in that direction rather than try and go the other way. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very interesting how many people have done little uh self-analysis before they come to see me and they will speak to specific episodes or types of parenting as being the explanation for their issue sometimes it is sometimes it isn't um but i think people are becoming more aware (laughs) of how much we carry into our adult life Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about this before, haven't we, about, um, you know, when, as adults, Jackie, when we're in times of stress and when our stress buckets are getting full sort of thing, any sort of voices from tormentors in our past can come back to haunt us, that kind of thing. Things that we, you know, people may have done or said to us over the years, it can suddenly start replaying and come out, appear out of nowhere. Or apparently yeah. appear out of nowhere, um, you know. Especially when people have perhaps been bullied as children or something like that, it can then come back as adults. I do a lot of work on that because I work with the LGBT community quite a bit, and um, I help people out who've who've dealt with, um, you know, early earlier life marginalisation and bullying that kind of thing, and you know, help them to move on from that basically. So, yeah. That's a wonderful thing to be able to do, isn't it, really, to help people move on from from right. what they've carried with them mm. throughout their lives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as therapy. This is, this is unhypnotising people with hypnosis. Yes. This, these, are, these are things that have been put in the same way that the good stuff gets in, it's the bad stuff gets in the same way. Well, yeah, um, it's the same so, habits, isn't it, Denise? Mm-hmm. So what, when when you've, you said the, the bulk of your clients are coming, are your husband, is he pulling the same? <laughs> I mean, it's a different thing in English than American. Sorry, uh, is he is attracting he, the same clients? Yes, the same same client audience. Um, no, because we're very different people. Um, mm. The language we use when we're talking, you know, on social media and things like that, um, he comes from a very different background as well. He's had very very different experience to me mm-hmm. so um and interestingly i i tend to attract more women um i can't say he attracts more men 
you know, his. Uh, I, I, do his, you do you do you think more women are likely to seek a hypnotist? That now this is the question for yes. for Martin, perhaps, because my my clients suddenly have skewed male. Oh, Used wow. to be almost only female, and now I'm seeing more men approaching. Usually for specific, the most of them are older. The majority of people are my age range, which is in the. I'm almost 70, but so they're they're well over 60 and into early 80s. So um I I thought it was kind of curious because I assumed and I think my my voice online tends to be, hi, are you a female? <laughs> so I'm not yeah. quite sure how it happened, although I I suspect there's more word of mouth than I'm hearing about. I, I live in a fairly small community too. It's, a lot of people are locals. Yes, I had related. A, a few men come along recently, um, and the last two have said, "Oh, it was my wife or my girlfriend recommended you." Mm -hmm. And you know, they come from a very from for a very specific problem. Yeah, and I've said, "Okay, well, we'll we'll have a go and we'll see." You know how mm -hmm. we go. And both of them, two sessions and done. Yeah. Yet the, their female counterparts would be, you know, they'll keep coming for months because they enjoy it so much. Um, it, it just... Are there, are there, do their issues tend to be things that like, you know, what I tell all weight loss people, this is not a, I don't hypnotize you and you go away and lose 300 pounds. I, I need to see you on a regular basis. So they're to send to... Um, suggest to them that three months is is the right amount of time to be well on the way. Obviously, yeah. they can bail before if they're having great success. But um, but other issues, I I tend to tell them depending on how I feel about them when I meet them because a lot is personalized, right? But it will be if you have this issue, I think we can take care of this in two or three sessions. So. Let's do two or three sessions. And then if I haven't fixed it by then, I'll let it go over for another session or two without any credit yeah. cards involved. Um, mostly because I've, I've been really lucky. There have been very few clients who haven't really engaged in the process. And therefore, they have change because they are yeah. willing to put the work in. And it was it's an unfortunate term. We have to find something else other than work because it isn't it isn't like it's heavy lifting, you know. But they have to you know, listen to the audio, show up for the appointment, believe what I'm saying to them, actually engage their yeah, their imagination. They need to be engaged. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And committed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, the male population is definitely. Um, well, obviously, they're not going to come with menopause, are they? Even though there is unlikely. There is a male counterpart, of course, but, you know, they're unlikely to to recognise that. But um, the, the two I'm thinking of more recently, um, one of them was to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've only ever had one woman who wanted to stop smoking. Um, and the other one was for nightmares. You, you know, I don't tend to get men come for weight loss. Interesting. Yeah, Nightmares is interesting. Was that from a particular memory that was haunting them or just coming up? Okay. Yeah, it was a particular memory and it was just causing anxiety. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, 
that that's not to lessen the impact it was having on his life mm. but you know it was um it was a discreet thing that you could <laughs> you could do yeah that. we could yeah. we could actually hone it down and 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 he was willing he, you know he wanted rid of it so yeah he was willing to do the work so yeah it's uh, so, 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 yeah. two hypnotherapists in the same house then and you're both attracting a different clientele so you, you, you're not competing with each other then. No, no. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't think hypnotists really have that much competition no. because we just different people come to us. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I we, mean, we were talking about this last time, weren't we? About um, Denise and I were having a, a conversation about male or female clients, which one would we choose, and this, that, and the other. So we, we had this mm -hmm. huge discussion about why certain people would choose each one of us. Yeah, and that's interesting because with Mark and I, um, and, and not just with the hypnotherapy, but with everything we do, if somebody comes to me and I think they're a better fit with him, Yeah, I'll say, well, I think, you know, you would do well with him because he has that experience and he does the same with me. So, uh, mm -hmm. no, we're not in competition and neither of us are in competition with anybody mm. around in the area. You know, we welcome everybody because different people are attracted to different therapists for yeah. whatever reason. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this, as I say, that was the bones of a conversation we had last week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, people do choose people, don't they, at the end of the day? Yeah. <laughs> so where yeah. do you see yourself going forward, Jackie, in terms of the direction with your hypnotherapy? You mentioned something about um, you, you, you and Mark have now got a retreat where you have people there for wellness weekends and that kind of thing. Do you see yourself doing more of that? Yes. Um, I also feel there's a real need for making some of this more available for people in terms of cost as well. So mm -hmm. I am, I run programs, um, I run group courses online, because that makes it more affordable for people. Yeah. Um, but I'm also actually going to I'm going to I am putting together some online courses so people can do those in their own time at a, a much reduced cost to make it more accessible I mean well, I'll, that's certainly you know, fully I'll by Jackie we're at the end of the episode <laughs> brilliant <laughs> okay so quick because you didn't get the chance to to advertise your wares must you must tell us the name of your practice and uh and, and make sure and make sure you don't have to say it all out now we, we'll put it in the show notes i just want to make sure that people know that they can approach you because you work on zoom so they can reach out from wherever I they do. are <laughs> and um i and you do offer these retreats on a regular basis um yes they're not generally just hypnotherapy to be fair but you know there will be elements of hypnotherapy in, included but they're usually on a, a theme you know, mm -hmm. um, the the beauty within or, uh, you know. People just... can find out more about this on your website, can they? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Well, we'll put we'll your definitely website be in the show notes and people can find out more about you and the kind of hypnotherapy you do and all about your retreats as well. Lovely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lovely. So, thank Thanks so much. Great to see you again. Yeah. I've seen you for oh, quite a while. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Jackie. It's great to see you looking so well. And thanks for joining us. And uh, say hello to Mark. Maybe we'll get I him will. as a guest at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him Martin didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just haven't computed it. I'm, 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 I'm getting old, Jackie. 
<laughs> Not as old as me. You're all right. <laughs> okay. okay, dear. See all you right. soon. Thank yeah. you. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.